sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends, grace to you and peace this day from Jesus the Christ. Amen. It was one week ago today at noon. Uh, we've been on this wonderful trip to Europe. Uh, almost three weeks of Italy and then Germany and then Ireland. And it was one week ago today that at about noon we hop into our little rent-a-car in the hills of Ireland And Heather had done the research, found the place where we were going. We drive out about 45 minutes on those little Irish roads, weaving around, very narrow on the opposite side of the road. Uh, She gives good directions, and we find our way to Dennis. And Dennis is going to give a sheep herding dog demonstration. (laughs) It was so much fun. Um... He would whistle and shout at these beautiful border collies. They were such little dogs. And I just wondered, man, they're so skinny. They are so fast and so smart. And they would herd the sheep at the far end of this huge field, longer than two football fields. And and the sheep would all come back and, and get them into these little tiny pins, like the, the, the size of this chancel area up here where the altar is. So amazing, but, but the image that I just wanted to begin with here from our trip is this image of Dennis shouting at the dogs and the dogs cowering down. Lie down, he would say, lie down. He'd whistle, and then he's, lie down, lie down. <laughs> he's actually just drop down and then just cower. That's one image from the trip. And another from both Germany and from Italy uh, is, is an image we saw in the art in both of these countries. We were in uh, Roman Catholic areas, and the propaganda that came out after the Reformation in Rome and in Munich uh, was powerful. And, and what I'm talking about is the image of uh, a, a, a sword, kind of an angelic character, a powerful angelic character with a sword that's on fire, and the angelic character is stomping down on another figure. Sometimes that figure is a snake. Um, other times it's a person with devil horns. And you know who that person is? This is the reformer. I mean, some could say it's Martin Luther himself. Others, it's just the reformers, and it's a symbol of the Protestants. And truth, the sword of truth, almost stomping down that light down. <laughs> this cowering down. Powerful images, uh, just to begin with here, as we look at this image in the text and gather around the story again of the woman who was bent down, pushed down for 18 long years. The text says that it was a physical ailment that she had, but the people of that time, and many people um, today also, believe that our physical ailments can be manifestations of much deeper spiritual or psychological ailments. We know, we have, tr- we have evidence now uh, that stress and pent-up anger, bitterness, shame, all of these things can affect the, the physical body. 
And the way those religious leaders were doing business at that time, there was no question in my mind that they spoke to the people in tones similar to what we heard Dennis shouting last Sunday. Lay down! <laughs> the docs just dropped down. That woman cowered physically for 18 long years, which was, by the way, half a lifetime uh, in many cases in those days. Can you imagine half of your life stomped down, lie down, cowering? We religious ones, we church people, we insiders, whenever we are in the position of insider, had better be careful how we speak to those who are not in and of this sheepfold, because that imposition of shame, I'm afraid, is not outdated. We know Pew Research Study a few years ago did this, um, did this word association with, with random people on the word Christian and the words that come up when, when, the, when we hear the word Christian, the top words, judgmental, hypocritical, anti-gay. I would just add bickering, <laughs> bickering all the time. You ever experienced church shaming yourself? If you haven't been to church in a long time, for example, or, or don't believe the right way or break church rules, have the Pharisees ever pressed down on you or someone that you know? Great example, when people return from a long absence from the church community and are welcomed, quote unquote, back with, where have you been? <laughs> don't do that. that. That kind of lay down, that sort of shaming. As soon as we get up on our high horse, friends, the one we follow, the one we call Jesus, has no time for it. We see this in the gospel text here today. And this happens today in the text concerning the Sabbath. Always an amazing reversal in this powerful gospel of Luke. It's very characteristic of Luke, this holy flipping, as I like to call it. Jesus takes the poor and the lowly, the sick, the sorrowing, the outcast and the stranger, the weak and the hurting with back pain, and Jesus raises them up, flips their status, heals and restores them. This has been happening all through the Gospel of Luke. Think of, of poor young Mary at the very beginning of Luke's Gospel, and think of those shepherds, this holy flipping. Think of the ten lepers and the Samaritan, the ones on the outside are turned into the ones who go and spread the good news. Jesus takes each of them, and Jesus takes each of us when we're pressed down underfoot and raises them up, and raises us up, does a holy flipping of their place in the community. And Jesus takes the proud and the strong, the rich and the showy, the bully and the blustering, the arrogant and the judgmental, and he brings them down. The text says today he puts them to shame. The one who's ashamed is lifted up, and the one who is used to shaming others is brought down, you see. In other words, in other words, Jesus has no time for compassion to go by the wayside. Whenever mercy is not being shown, Jesus steps in. Our God is a God of mercy and compassion. 
showering down on us and on this world like an ever-flowing stream of justice and peace and woe to the one who's getting caught up in judging and shaming and bullying and crushing others, especially the weak and the lowly, the sick and the forgotten. It's like Jesus has this radar for judgmental and powerful bullying types and he hones right in on them and, wait for it, he eats with them. He teaches them. He calls them to accountability. He stays with them. I love that. There's good news there for all of us. I think we all have our moments in both camps, don't we? Sometimes we are the ones pressed down with shame and pain, sorrow and depression. Sometimes it's even self-inflicted. We are unable to stand up straight and look around and see our neighbors in need. Luther's definition of the self-curved inward, that's his definition of sin. You know, we're hunched over. We create our own back issues. I think of like how we are often on our phones, just crunched over. Can't see anyone else. And I don't just mean because we're hunched over physically, because we're just obsessed, right? Can't see anyone. And other times, other times, oh, we can see others just fine. <laughs> we can see them misbehaving. We can see them being lazy or irresponsible or not working hard enough, or not being Christian enough, basically not being as good and loyal and hardworking as we are. Oh, we can see them just fine. We're not curved inward. We're out and up in everyone else's business and failing to take a deeper look at our own lives and our own souls and spirits. I think we all have moments in both camps, and that's where Jesus moves in, friends. He levels us when we're full of ourselves, pious, hardworking, know-it-all, holier-than-thous. Mercy, Jesus instructs us. Mercy. Maybe there's someone in your life for whom your good judgment on them seems perfectly appropriate, <laughs> but your anger and frustration with them is so overwhelming. You're so high up on your horse. You're so right that you're bent down. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when Jesus steps in and says, breathe. Brother, breathe, sister, breathe, friend, breathe, come here with me. And there is healing in that. Jesus brings the temple leaders down. He shames them. And in so doing, perhaps there's even a hidden gift there. You guys are getting so obsessed with the law, Jesus says. You're getting so obsessed with the law, the Sabbath in this case, that you're starting to use it as a weapon. Remember, on one hand, they were only defending the Sabbath. I mean, this is in the, in the, in the law. They're just defending the law. What's so wrong about that? But when keeping the Sabbath becomes a weapon or a burden and not a gift, a source of joy, Christ steps in. When the Bible is used as a weapon and not a gift, Christ steps in. And says, where is the mercy? Where is the compassion? Where is the radical welcome and healing that I proclaim? When our own piety or sense of right becomes a sword of truth. And I put that in quotes, a sword of truth. Stomping down on others. Lie down. I think Jesus was actually giving a gift to those high and mighty voices. Even if they failed to see it right away and I'm sure didn't appreciate it in the moment. It's like the gift that you're giving when you step up to a bully. You're actually giving that bully 
a gift and you're giving others a gift too. Jesus brings us down, has no patience for our lack of compassion and mercy showing toward our neighbor. Jesus steps in to crush our pride and bluster, to lift up those we have hurt, and to restore community. This text is about the woman's ailment. It's about the Sabbath also, but it is ultimately about restoring her back to the community. She was a member of that community, but she had been alienated because of her illness, because of her status, and Jesus restores that. This is a text ultimately about the restoration of those on the outside into the community, and thank God for that. There is forgiveness for the sinner for the proud and the arrogant, for the bully, the entitled, the nosy. There is forgiveness for the judgmental and the cruel. Thank God, because I can live up there sometimes. And there is hope when we're pressed down, when we're bent low by life, burdened by sorrow and pain, spiritually crippled, physically pressured, hurting, and longing for a better day, Jesus steps in and gives us the healing and the peace that we need. Jesus steps in and calls us, names us what we are, daughter of Abraham, son of Sarah, child of God. Stand up, rise up, look around, look around, get off your phone. You are set free of what ails you. You know, the thing is about Dennis and the dogs, I'm painting him in a negative light, but you know, he had such a love and a partnership with those dogs. He acknowledged that there are things those dogs could do that he could never do and vice versa. And so it was a loving partnership. And so that lie down is a gift for all of us. There is love, there is partnership there. Jesus has that for us. Jesus comes to you this day, friends, in Christ. Jesus shows up in this place in wine and wheat and water and word and offers us new life, a new day. Lie down, Jesus says to us too. A new season that we are in as we move into the autumn here. Resurrection is still real. You have been raised up with Christ, buried with him and therefore raised with him. Not just after you die, but right now, God has flipped the world on its head through Christ Jesus. We are given new life this day. And even you are free of your ailments, ailments of the powerful or ailments of the downcast. You are free. God is with us. God forgives us and nothing can separate us from that love that God has for us. We are no longer needing to shame others or needing to cower in fear, for we are children of God, released to live as the people that God has molded us to be in this world, for this world. Alleluia. Amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day.
the evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You could edit.